0: Hi Katia. thanks for sending over your three pictures done from our courses i 'm here with Dad. Say hi
1: hello katia
0: hi so um dad we 're looking at katia 's three pictures here and Katia says um that the most challenging parts to doing these pictures was positioning um, the head the animals the you know the, the, the parts of the animal and Katia mentions that she drew these three pictures freehand, which I'd say is very uh, brave of her. For drawing freehand is difficult, um, mm-hmm. but she's done a pretty good job of it. Um, so let's talk about that first. Uh, the okay. positioning of um, body parts, obviously, drawing um, freehand is going to be challenging. Now, you, when you do your pictures, Dad, you use the, the square drawing grids. Um, I do. Yes. To, to accurately proportion out your animal. Um, mm-hmm. Now we were just chatting. And-
1: can I ch- can I, yes. Can I just sort of explain that process that, uh, and why I do what I do um, when you're drawing animals, particularly if it's profile or, or animals generally, uh, or portrait work, human portrait work, if you get it wrong, anywhere it's going to show up like a sore thumb so therefore you don't need some kind of drawing aid when you're doing it most of the great artists uh, and artists today do use some kind of green uh, uh, not necessarily a grid system but some kind of drawing aid i prefer the grid system because it works for me because if you don't if you don't do that and you get it wrong there's no way of checking whether you got it right see what i mean yeah. With square drawing, you have, you've got a double check and a, you, you can uh, keep checking it until you find exactly the proportions you, you like. So I've always maintained that and I always will. Um, but what I also do is once I've done the outline sketch on the square drawing, then I redraw using freehand. The reason I do that is because I've got a framework in which to work. Okay, and I can. If I want to tweak something, I can tweak it. I very often tweak eyes, um, and all of these little small things you can make them your own effectively. But if you don't have that um, structure to start with, you're going you're in a hiding for nothing because if it goes wrong. You've got to remember that a lot of the pictures, if you're doing it, a lot of people do the pictures as commission work. Now, if you do a commission picture and you do it freehand, and you're happy with it because you've done it freehand, now the person who receives that picture is not going to be very happy if something's amiss. You see what I mean? Mm. So I think that you've got to be careful when you're doing that kind of work. Generally speaking, I think you've done very well. I think the ears on the the, the black and white uh, puppy are wrong, and that's first thing I saw when I looked at that one so you're going to have to redo that but how you do that without the the square drawing it's going to be hard because you'll go backwards and forwards backwards and forwards and will you get it right or won't you get it right and the same thing applies to the other dog where you've got the ear the right hand ear that's slightly out of proportion it's not far off but it is slightly out Uh, But I think you've got something to say about that. You've got an idea, which I think is a good one, and you can um, come in on that in a minute. Uh, The the cat, I think, is the best of the three. That one works out quite well. The only small thing there is the eye on the the right-hand side. That's the cat's left eye. is slightly oval, where it could be perhaps a little rounder. But that's, again, that's a small thing. So you you come in with your idea, Steve, that you had, which I thought was a good one.
0: Well, I think that by, you know, there's nothing wrong with Katia doing the the freehand. It's great practice. The thing that could be done after you've done sort of a real light outline sketch is to place the transparent grid, if you have one or, or you want to get hold of the grids that we sell, a transparent grid over your picture and then you can also place um, a transparent grid over the reference picture and you could actually compare and see if there's anything that is out of alignment with the proportions. You can, I mean, even placing the transparent grid over your own picture, you'll, you'll be able to see where things fit in what squares mm. um, and see if it looks like it's slightly out um, but then if you do a comparison over your over the reference photo that you you give them, Dad, then they she can see mm. them side by side and go, oh, I can see that eye is not quite right or that nose is quite right or that ear, or, you know, whatever it ends up being. But it's a good that's, – that's right. if you have a real light sketch done, then you can just erase it and mm. um, tweak it slightly. And then I like the idea that you said, Dad, when you've got it a light sketch done, you go over it um and make changes i think that's really good too and that that must be a good form of training um your muscle memory as well with freehand mm. drawing
1: you know? that's right i agree i think that's that's ideal and we've we, we probably solved the problem for uh, katia there it, i i when i do my landscape work um that can be done freehand if you wish because trees uh, rivers pathways, all of those ingredients that make up uh, a landscape picture, not buildings, though, they're the the other thing you've got to be very careful of. But all of the other uh, things I've mentioned could be done freehand, because if you get that wrong, if you get a tree slightly misshapen, does that matter that much? Not really. So, but animals and people where you've got precision is really necessary then I think it. Uh, I think you do need some kind of drawing aid. There is one other thing that I can bring up uh, for Katia that might be interesting to her. Um, ignore the cat and the Jack Russell, but if we go to the black and white collie puppy at the bottom, it looks as though you've chopped him, chopped the bottom off. You've cut it off. Now, there's two ways you could do that. One way is to do it like I did with the uh, the Jack Russell, and in, in other words, you immerse it in a cloud. Are you with me? Uh, but the the puppy, you haven't done that at all. You've just stopped. It's just stopped there, and that looks a bit odd. Now, the other way you could have done it is actually brought the picture down or the frame up, whichever ways you want to do it, and make it so that it's actually disappearing underneath the uh, mount of the picture with me. So it goes right to the bottom and there's no gap. That's how I actually did that picture. So bear that in mind because uh, it is something that people do have that uh, uh, problem with getting it looking as though it's not been cut in half or chopped off. The, The kitten, to a certain extent, that is also but it, you've, melt, you've melted that in because the white and the background is uh, is very similar you could get away with that one mm. but with the puppy you can't get away with that that's that's too obvious to me
0: let's talk about the application because the application of the pastel and and everything for for first three pictures is really good and actually the kitten is done in coloring pencils it's something she's mm. She's done with colouring pencils and picked her own colours mm. and stuff, and I think that the the application is really well done for fur, and mm. you know for right. for that texture to come through is is really good. So you're you're really doing very well for your first three pictures, Katia.
1: I, t- I agree with you. Mm. Yeah.
0: So I hope those little tips have helped with um, measuring out your proportions and. Um, I hope that you carry on with some more pictures and are able to send them through to us. We'd love to see them. We love seeing your progress. Um, And we look forward to speaking with you, hopefully, very soon in the future.